In every challenge lies an opportunity, and that's what we've recognised. Hi, I'm Adam Spencer, and welcome to Day One, the show that goes back to the very beginning to share the untold stories of incredible regional startups and entrepreneurs. Today, you're going to hear the story of Diffuse Energy and its founders, Josh Kesby, James Bradley, and Sam Evans. My name is Josh Kesby, and I have a PhD in mechanical engineering, and I am the managing director and co-founder of Diffuse Energy. Diffuse Energy is a company that right now is building wind turbines that are twice as efficient as their competitors. But the vision that Joss and his team have for the company is, well, the sky is the limit. And we will hear all about that. But for now, let's go back to day one, where this story begins. I have the option of becoming an academic. I didn't want to be a, really didn't want to be an academic, essentially. I didn't want to be an academic for the rest of my career. I like the idea of developing my own technology and then making that my business. Because I really have a passion for renewable energy. I love renewable energy. And that's what I wanted to get into. So I submitted my thesis last year. And while I was writing my thesis, I was thinking, well, this is, you know, this is really exciting, but what do I do with it? Before we find out what Joss decided to do with his research, it's important that we learn a bit about what Joss's research was actually about and what the technology actually is. You're going to meet James Bradley properly in a couple of minutes, but James explains what Diffuse Energy's core technology is very well. Here's James. Most people can understand a normal open-bladed wind turbine, much like you see in most places. Uh, a diffuser augmented wind turbine has essentially a cylinder around the blades that has an aerodynamic shape. What that diffuser does, or that tube, is it draws more air through the turbine. Yeah. So it's, it essentially makes the turbine look like a bigger turbine than it really is, is right. a nice way of putting it. Okay. Um, and so for a smaller size turbine, we can get a bigger output than a similarly sized turbine that doesn't have that diffuser around. The idea is not new, it's been around since I think the 60s is when it first came about. Um, but typically what people did was take an existing wind turbine and then try and make a diffuser and add the two together and then have a crack and typically that you know, trial and error was mainly error. Um, and what, so what Joss's PhD was about was coming up with a method that designed the two in collaboration with each other because there's some pretty nasty aerodynamics that go on in that whole relationship between the turbine and the, and the diffuser. And so he cracked it. Okay, perfect. Now back to Joss, who is a few years into his PhD, trying to figure out what to do with his research. So I was basically, I don't know, three and a half years into my PhD, writing my thesis, trying to think about, you know, how, what I was going to do with the, with the research that I'd done. Yeah. Um, looking to commercialise my research, but not really knowing where to start. I found a flyer at a cafe that I was having breakfast at, breakfast at with my family. So, and that was for the I2N hub, and that was for the startup stories with Heath Raftery. And basically, that's sort of started the whole journey to get to where we are now. So I went to this, the startup stories. I had a, you know really enjoyed his presentation. I was thinking, geez, that sounds fantastic. That's something that I'd like to get involved in. And I was talking to Javon and Mickey Pinkerton, who was there at the time. And they said, oh, you know, you're a researcher. You should really go and check out CSIRO's On Prime program. I want to hit pause to let Joss explain exactly what the program is that the team at the University of Newcastle's Integrated Innovation Network recommended 
they check out. And this is Joss speaking about CSIRO's on program. So on prime, there are groups all across Australia um, where you are basically forced to go out and talk to who you think your customers are, to listen to them, to see, first of all, if they actually are your customers, and secondly, if what your, um, what your product is or what your research is, is actually filling a pain of theirs, actually um, improving their, their way of doing, going about things. So that is the on-prime part, which is looking at the product market fit. And then from those on-prime, from that on-prime cohort, the lucky ones get to go to on Accelerate, which is all about, okay, this is your product market fit. Go and make a business out of that. And so every fortnight you go to basically a different capital city uh, and they do, they call them level ups. And each level up is a two-day intensive course in a certain aspect of how you start a business so it might be team dynamics the next one might be protecting and protecting your ip and getting it out of your um your home institution uh, the next one might be you know how how do you set up a business model how do you fill out the business canvas how do you show that your product is actually going to help people so to use joss's words csiro's on programs are rapid commercialization programs now Let's pick up from where we left off. So I went to the information day and I was all for it, but I realized, or I asked them and I said, you know, can you go as a single, and just as a single entry? I said, no, you have to have a team. Joss had been at the university for some time at this point, and that's how Joss met two colleagues who would eventually become his co-founders at Diffuse Energy, James Bradley and Sam Evans. Hello, my name is James Bradley, and I'm one of the co-founders of Diffuse Energy. Sam couldn't be with us on the day that we sat down to record. That's why Sam is in here today. He's gone, just gone to China for another, basically a pitch event over there. So I managed to convince them to come on board as part of my team for On Prime. And, you know, we really enjoyed it, had a great time, Thought found out some pretty good uh, learnings and some pretty good market fits with 3 r one And then we basically applied to On Accelerate. They sort of checked your hustle to see how good you were at doing that. Yep. And then they took 10 teams of that to do the actual on accelerated program. And then that's what we, that's what we did on accelerate. Getting their start in the on-prime program from CSIRO, thanks to I2N's recommendation is a great start and has proven to be invaluable, but businesses need money to grow either from bootstrapping or receiving funding from elsewhere. CSIRO has provided us, um, so $10,000 funding for being a high performing team within the accelerate program. So they, I've also, as part of the Accelerate program, I received the CSIRO Stanford Australia Scholarship. So that was um, $30,000 to attend Stanford Graduate School of Business. So I'll be going there in July. So that's going to be great. Prior to that, there was $3,000 from the On Prime program. Yep. So we have a good relationship with Natalie Gillum um, and Tim Cotter yep. up from Oz Industry. And so we went and had a meeting with Natalie and she stepped us through all the different grants that we may be eligible for. So we've used that MVP grant to get all of our manufacturing processes in place so that once we've had a successful trial following that grant, um, we can just press the go button. Throughout this whole process, the team have built several prototypes for testing, partly from the funding just mentioned and partly from funds they have injected themselves. We've built several prototypes for lab testing um, and they've all worked pretty 
they've worked really closely to what we thought they would. <laughs> um, and so in a lab environment, we're super confident with what we can develop. Basically, we've proven up my simulation method, my technology. So now we're on the verge of getting a properly manufactured product to our customers. Uh, and that's like, it's a different, it's a whole different ball game once you, once you're at that level, um, it's a really exciting time. Yeah. Like at the moment things are progressing really well. Speaking about customers, that's the next step in our story. Joss and the Diffuse Energy team are deep in the On Accelerate program now. And it's in the midst of this extensive program that they find their first trial customer in the remote telecommunications industry. So we're still in the middle of the On Accelerate course. So there were still all those level ups going on. Um, and it was just one of many, to be honest. There was, there was a lot of other opportunities presenting themselves. Um, at the time, Sam did a pitch event with Innovation Bay down in Sydney, who are basically angel investors and yeah. high net worth individuals who are interested in the innovation um, technology space. And Sam at the end said, oh, this guy came up to us. He's the head of a company. He's trialling one of our competitors' turbines at the moment. Gave me a card. The CEO said, I need to go now, but you need to come and see me. Here's my card. Get in touch. Like, I was excited because, you know, who wouldn't be when someone comes up to you and said, you need to trial, you need, we want to trial your product. But it wasn't like, you know, hallelujah. It was, okay, how do we, how do we get this into a trial? Because we're also talking to four or five other people as well about trials for them. It just happens that this was the one. So we've talked to the, the CEO um, and then he's, you know, handed us off to the engineers to actually make it happen. Yeah. So that's the, that's basically the process that we've been going through. So, and now we are tying into their systems and getting a turbine actually on one of their towers. And... It has not been smooth sailing though. Originally the target customers were yacht owners and well, the team never really set sail with that idea. Oh, we yeah. got belted by a, a, a VC. He politely gave you us need a to really hard stuff time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He did. That's because his, his thing was, well, you're, you're aiming this at yachts and I'm not interested whatsoever in investing in a business that's going to sell wind turbine to yachts. If you're going to talk to a VC, they want you to solve you know, some kind of global problem yeah. or at least a, a problem globally, either either. They, um, they want the potential for your company to be 100x what they put in. Right? Yeah, so, and that's never going to happen if... You know, the entire market's 52 million and you're not going to take all of it. It's, you know, as good as we may think we are, we're never going to get every last cent of that. And so he was right that, that having a whole sole focus on, on yachts was the wrong thing to do. Um, yeah, and I think it was probably at about a similar time that, that the telecoms thing came about. We went, oh, okay, so here's another prong. Um, and then, well, lucky enough, I went to... Southeast Asia towards the end of last year and got talking to a pile of people and other opportunities arose and all of a sudden you can start seeing a whole pile of niche markets that are big that, that we can tap into that are way beyond um, some yacht owners. The journey is never a straight path and that's why it's really important to have the reason why you are doing whatever you are doing firmly in your mind to get through all of the twists and turns. As the managing director, Joss has his why. I was working as a project engineer and project manager for a local um, construction company and I was building a lot of infrastructure for coal mines, so diesel storage facilities and things. 
Um, and while I loved working with the company, I didn't like what I was building for them. Like, so it, infrastructure for the coal mines, I wasn't that comfortable with doing. Um, and I always wanted to get into renewable energy. There is definitely a better way of, that we can be doing things. And I think that energy can you know, be a life-changing, can be life-changing. And if you can no longer be living in poverty or if, if you are living in Australia, you're probably not living in poverty, but you can become a part of the solution. You can, you can make a positive impact on your life and the environment around you. And I like, I'd love to become a part of that. I'd love to, to for diffuse energy to, be, uh, to allow that to happen. As I mentioned at the beginning, Diffuse Energy currently builds wind turbines, but the vision for the future is much larger than just one product. What, is, what we are now and what we're going to be in the future are two quite different things. So what we are now, we have a wind turbine that is twice as efficient as our competitors and it's quieter and safer and that we're going to get that into the market. But ultimately we want to become a renewable energy company that provides um, systems to people to allow them to become entirely energy independent and but not only that but to feed energy back into the grid to allow Australia to be our Australia and the world to um to, to power the future renewably essentially so in the in the short term we've got uh some big goals to kick in the next 12 months I would say um and if we we kick those appropriately at least here in Australia we stand to do quite well um, and that will set us into a position where probably we'll next head into Southeast Asia um, and we'll have to set up, because of uh, taxes, etc., we'll have to set up manufacture elsewhere. Um, and that's a pretty both exciting and um, scary proposition. Um, so but I think that's where, that's where it's heading, right? Longer term, further than that, we have other opportunities for our core IP to make impact in other areas. And in those cases, we'll likely design those out and then license them to another person and let them go for it. Yeah. And it's not just wind turbines. So that wind turbines are our initial products, but we've realised that our technology is not just applicable to wind turbines, it's applicable to any system that is essentially using fluid, whether it be air or water, to rotate another system or vice versa for the system to rotate the air or fluid. So um, industrial ventilation, uh, HVAC systems for large buildings such as, you know, such as we have here at the uni, we can improve the efficiency of those, of the air or fluid movement systems within those, within those things. So, and they are much larger markets than wind turbines. But ultimately we see wind turbines as our beachhead product. Um, we want to tie them in with other renewable systems to allow people to basically go off grid completely or produce their own energy to become part of the energy network um, with you know so solar panels batteries um, what other other renewable generation there may be out there we love all that and we want to become a part of that do you see a world in the future where it is all renewable 100 percent, absolutely it's going to have to be and we're we're going to be be part of that and we're going to allow people become a part of that future what's the biggest challenge in overcoming that people's perceptions i think yeah 
there's, I think the perception of it. There's a bunch of challenges still. Yeah. Speaking about people's perceptions of renewable energy, this is a great insight by James about changing those perceptions. Yeah, so if you think currently, um, and I say this often, 20 years ago, when I, I recall seeing the first solar set of self-solar panels on someone's roof, and the general consensus was, who would put such an ugly pile of shiny glass on their roof? That's disgusting. Mm. It totally ruins the street appeal of a house. Oh my God, that's this is a disaster. Now, no one gives a second look. And it's similar for the hot water systems, right? People stuck this big silver thing on the roof, and everyone, oh, wow, who would do that? <laughs> totally, all that's totally normal now. Um, and so if you live in a sunny location in the world, it's quite normal to put solar panels on your roof. It should also be, if you live in a windy location in the world, it's quite normal to put some kind of wind power on your roof, mm. be it our turbine or any other, right? Yeah. And that normalisation might take 5, 10, 15, 20 years, but wouldn't it be great to be the people that made that normal? There are a lot of challenges still, but with teams like a Diffuse Energy working towards those challenges, it makes me feel very confident that we are on the right path. I want to wrap up the Diffuse Energy story with advice for anyone looking to get started from two of Diffuse Energy's founders. I think the biggest thing is just resilience. So I think in nearly every case now where we've thought, oh yeah, well, this will happen pretty easily, um, it hasn't. Um, and so you've just got to muscle down and, and deal with those things. Um, and that's fine. That's not the end of the world. And I think the other thing is to enjoy it. So we've we've actually had an absolute ball in the last. Yeah. Like we've yes we've been super busy, worked really hard, but we have had a rock star time of it doing it. I'll just make one point. I think the the biggest risk that I've felt so far is that we don't make the most of the opportunity in front of us. Right. It hasn't been a oh if this goes pear shaped, you know I stand to lose. It's that man, I've got to make sure that this doesn't go pear-shaped because I stand to win. <laughs> and now for some advice from the creator of the technology that Diffuse Energy is built on, Joss Kesby. So my, my advice would just would be to have a go at it because a lot of times, and myself included, you think about doing things, but you think, oh, that's going to be too hard or my technology is not good enough or you know, for whatever reasons you think you're not capable of doing it. Um, it's not true. Everything can be learned. Everything is possible. Anything is possible. So give it a go because if you don't, then there's a 100% chance you'll fail. Okay, if it, it won't succeed. But if you do, there's a good chance that it will. Thank you for listening to the story of Diffuse Energy. I hope you enjoyed it. Everything that was mentioned in the episode today is on the show notes page on welcometoday1.com. Next time on Welcome to Day One, Christina Drakides from Utopia X. I think I'm just a big kid at heart. I keep waiting for the day that I'm going to grow up, Adam, and I don't, I don't, I hope it never comes, really. Ratings and reviews help to keep us going, and they help more people discover our stories. You can rate the show on most podcast platforms by going to ratedayone.com. That's ratedayone.com to leave a rating on the podcast. And thank you for giving this episode of Welcome to Day One your attention. This episode was created by me, Adam Spencer. Interviews conducted by me, Adam Spencer, and a big thank you to Josh Kesby and James Bradley from Diffuse Energy 
for taking the time to be involved. And thank you to the Newcastle University's Integrated Innovation Network for partnering with Welcome to Day One to bring you this story. Without partners like these, our team wouldn't be able to continue creating these episodes. The script was written by Adam Spencer, music by Lee Rosevere, full attribution on our website, welcometoday1.com. This episode was produced by me, Adam Spencer, and edited by Natalie Holland. Thank you, and see you next time.